Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you for joining with me on, today on the podcast. Uh, we're looking at Mark 13, again, some of the most important portions of all the Scripture. Uh, Jesus is speaking. Remember, he's answering a question. Four disciples had said, hey, Jesus, tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign when all these things are going to be fulfilled? And Jesus gave them some warnings. He said, see to it that no one misleads you. Remember that? He said, see to it. Uh, well, no one mislead you because there's going to be many misleaders that will come, <coughs> many false prophets, many false people. Also, see to it that you're not frightened. There's going to be wars. There's going to be rumors of wars. There's going to be all sorts of ethnic uprisings and things like that. But that's not in the beginning of the birth pains yet. Don't, don't, don't be frightened. He said, see to it that you'll be on your guard because you're going to be arrested. You're going to be hauled before religious tribunals. You're going to be hauled before political tribunals. But know that the Holy Spirit will give you what to say, so don't worry about what you're going to say. Also know this, that the gospel is going to be preached to all the nations, okay, to all the nations. And the last thing we saw in the previous episode is that brother will betray brother, that children will literally turn their parents over and have them put to death, and the parents will do the same thing for children, and that you're going to be hated. You're going to be hated by all for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So let me just start with that verse 13 again. You will be hated by all because of my name, but the one who endures to the end, he shall be saved. And I said something about that in the previous episode. It's not that you're having to earn or attain your salvation by proving yourself. No, no. It's the fact that if you're truly saved, you will be able to endure and endurance is the strongest evidence that you're truly saved. What is the strong, the evidence that you're saved? That you endure to the end. Then the next verse, 14, Jesus starts with that all-powerful word, but, but, oh my, but when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not, and that abomination of desolation is in all caps, which means that's referring to something in the Old Testament. And Jesus is referring to the book of Daniel, chapter 9, chapter 11, chapter 12 of Daniel, all touch upon this. He says, when you see the abomination of desolation standing where it should not be, and then the gospel writers put a little par uh, parenthetical statement, let the reader understand. It's really important. Let the reader understand which means that we can understand, which means we need to understand, which means we, we need to choose to understand, which probably also means we can choose not to understand if we, if we want to. Sometimes people want to bury their heads, don't they? Okay? But let the reader understand. When you see this abomination of desolation, and when you look at the totality of the Scriptures and all that's said about this, this isn't some type of idol or some type of thing. This is a person. Okay, the way, the way the Greek structure it is. When you see this standing where it should not be, Jesus says this in the last part of verse 14, then those who are in Judea must flee to the mountains. Hey, if you're a believer and you live in Judea and you see this abomination of desolation, and Daniel gives detail about it, and you will know what it is. We will know it when we see it. Okay, there's no doubt about it. When you see this, then you must flee to the mountains. Those in Judea doesn't mean that everybody in the world has to flee to the mountains. Those in Judea, Jesus said, 
he uh, shows um, the intensity of how quick they must flee. Verse 15, he says this, The one who is on the housetop must not go down or go in to get anything out of his house. If you're on the housetop, okay, and you hear that this abomination of desolation is taking place, and really what's going to happen is the man of lawlessness is going to come in, and he's going to walk in to, into really the Holy of Holies and declare himself to be God. When you see that, you need to get out of here. Well, how can people see this? I suspect that they'll be watching on TV, they'll be listening to it on the radio, that kind of stuff. When you see this, don't even go into the house. Get out of there. Verse 16, the one who's in the field must not turn back to get his coat. If you're in the field and people say, well, what does that mean? Well, you got to be a country boy, right? <laughs> so if, let's say you got a 20-acre field that you're doing something with, okay? You may be hoeing it, you may be plowing it, you may be cutting hay, whatever it is. And you're on one side of that field and your coat is on the other side, it wouldn't take uh, maybe three or four minutes to run down there and grab that coat and come back to where you were. Jesus is saying, don't even do that. Don't even go back to get your coat. Listen to how intense this is going to be, verse 17. But woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babes in those days. Why is that? It's just hard to travel. It's hard to flee. Okay? You can, but it's going to be slow, right? Verse 18, but pray that it may not happen in the winter, which is intriguing because Jesus doesn't know when this is going to happen. Only the Father does. And Jesus is telling us to pray that for those in Judea that it will not happen in the winter. Why is that? Well, it's harder to travel in the winter, is it not? Yeah, it's harder to travel. And he's saying you need to be able to leave as quickly as possible and travel as quickly as possible. Why? Well, Verse 19 is a zinger out of all this, okay? And uh, Matthew has the account of this. Luke has an account of it. For those days will be tribulation such as not occurred since the beginning of the creation which God created until now and never will. I think this verse gives us a lot of insight into things that these will be days of tribulation. Matthew actually calls it a great tribulation. That's where we get the term great tribulation. And Jesus says this, this is going to be such intense great tribulation that is something that hasn't occurred since the beginning of creation which God created. Jesus himself said that God created. Jesus himself said that creation has a beginning a beginning which God created. And when you see how God created, Jesus himself is actually the one who's spoken in existence. You see that in John, okay? And a lot of times people who profess to be believers, and I think a lot of people who truly are believers, but they're just ignorant. They're ignorant of the word, and they're very, very weak of faith, but they're still believers. They come along and insist on an evolutionary mindset. Well, they're just giving more credence to what man projects and says than what God proclaims. When it comes to um, origins, it's all a matter of faith because it boils down to this. I love what Ken Ham says. Uh, were you there? Were you there? Did you see it? If you weren't there and you didn't see it, then you can't really say, oh, this is the way it is. It is a, a matter of faith. Are you going to believe man and his conjecture? <clears throat> or are you going to believe the directed word of God spoken through the Messiah Jesus that God created? that God created, and from the beginning, which means things had a beginning, okay? 
that this tribulation is going to be so bad that it's worse than anything that has happened from the beginning of creation up until now. Now, the now is the time that Jesus is alive, okay? And then he says this, and never will. And never will. Other gospels say and never will be. The idea is this. This great tribulation is so bad that it's worse than anything that has occurred up to this point now, now in Jesus' time, now in our time, now in our time. This is one of the things I think that just uh, totally rips apart the whole concept uh, that everything was fulfilled in 70, 70 AD, the preterist position, that all this was all fulfilled when the temple was destroyed. That was a horrible time. No, there's been far more horrific things that have happened worldwide than what happened in 70 AD and 100 AD, etc. Jesus himself says this great tribulation will be so bad it's going to be unlike anything that's occurred since creation, nor ever will be. It is yet to occur. Jesus has told us about it. The next word he says in the 20th chapter is, unless. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? But we don't have time for that right now. We'll look at it in the next episode. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you then.